Welcome to Beholder Beauty. My guests are Kaylin and Blythe Daniel. Welcome, Kaylin and Blythe, to Beholder Beauty. I'm so excited to have you guys here today. Today, we're going to be talking about beauty and friendships and your new book, Let's Be Friends. I actually had somebody ask me today, is it out yet from the book review? And I said, yes. And if I would have had this book when I was a tween, it really would have saved me a lot of problems. I really love what you both are doing because I think you're preparing this generation for friendships that can last a lifetime. Tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you became a mother and daughter writing team and how your book, Let's Be Friends, arrived. My name is Blythe Daniel, and I was so privileged to write a couple of books with my mom and really enjoyed that process. And so when Kaylin and I were thinking about working together on the book, we were looking at what are the needs. And she really came up with a lot of the content in this book for the struggles that girls have in friendships. And so I, I would say it was collaborative, like coming up with this idea together and really following through with just topics that we both felt passionate about writing. So that's how this book came about is as us just really seeing that there was a need to talk about the struggles that girls face. Um, Kaylin has a twin brother and she has an older sister. We've watched friendships change and evolve over the years that we've really just been, you know, making sure that we were in the right place at the right time to just be able to talk about something that we had experienced. And so that was important to us. I'm Kaylin. I am a competitive gymnast. I wanted to start reading this book because we saw just how hard it was for me to go through these friendship changes and how it affected me. The idea kind of rose once I started jotting my stories down and the hard parts and I started journaling about what was wrong with the world of like finding friends and stuff and how I wanted to change that. I love that. You, Kaylin, you believe girls need to know who they are in Christ, how to navigate friend groups, especially when they change, and how not to lose sight of who God made them to be on that. Is it hard to navigate friendships in this current culture? I would say yes, because of so many like technology changings with girls having access to social media and having the ability to like look at other girls online and see how they are compared to their friends. They just see how everybody, because on social media, most people glamorize their lives and just make it seem like their life is perfect. But it's hard for them to think, oh, well, they have a good life. So why does my life not look perfect? And so I think that's the a really hard part it's also because now I think a lot of people are pushing girls to look a certain way and to act a certain way than they used to and a lot of people are trying to turn away from Christ and you write Kaylin that God is our number one go-to when it comes to friendships why is this I think because he is the foundation of our friendships and he's our resource towards our friendships. So if we are not in line with him, then how are we supposed to get in line with our other friends and grow with those friends? And how do you make friends, new friends? 
The way I found new friends is I kind of just explored because I'm in middle school, obviously. Our school merges campuses. So I met two different campuses full of girls. So I was really able to try and connect with a lot of people in new classes. It was a little hard for me because I'm a little bit more shy and quiet, but I did try and branch out and I knew that it's okay if people don't like me because I knew who I am. The best thing I ever did was start asking people questions like, um, what's your name? And just like conversation starters that I tried. And little by little, I started talking and connecting more with them as the year went on. And how's writing this book? Do you feel like it's made you a better friend? I think I did, honestly, because I started realizing like, oh man, I'm not striving to do these things yet. I'm telling others to do this. I realized that I need to start doing what I'm telling other people to do and start being a body of Christ. It's a lot of wisdom there. And what about you, Blythe? Do you feel like it's made you a better friend in that area too? I do think it has helped in my friendships, especially the ones that have been hurtful and hard. Sometimes I'll say to Kaylin, I think I need to go back and read what God had shared with us and what we have in the book because I'm really in a rough spot right now. And I want to remember the promises that God gave us. So let me go back and reread what we've said. But just to go back on something that Kaylin said, I mean, I saw her so diligently journaling and really researching scripture, looking at God's foundations. And so even if she might've felt like there might've been some areas, and of course, there's always going to be areas where we feel like we might need to work a little harder in or look at more closely, especially when we're writing a book. But I really saw Kaylin's faith grow and I really saw her pursuing the things that she talks about in the book. But there's always those times when we maybe self-doubt a little bit or say, I could do this differently because a lot of what we have written in Let's Be Friends has just come from personal experience. It does call you up to a higher place of leaning in the Lord and trusting him to give you the words to share. And then for me, it was going back to those words and going, God, this, this situation really hurts, but I'm going to go back and see what you've shared with me. And, and hopefully I can be, you know, a more sensitive person and, and reach out to people that might not see me as a friend, but I can be a friend to them by reaching out to them. Because sometimes we wait for those invitations, right? For people to reach out to us and ask us to do something when in reality, we could be the ones initiating, like Kaylin was saying, be, we could initiate the conversations and trying to reach out to people. I think it was helpful to just kind of shine the light a little bit more on how do we, how do we see ourselves as a friend? And then how do we gain new friends? That, that's how I felt when I read it. it. It's a mother and daughter book and it's written for tweens, but I think that it's very beneficial to anybody to read and it will help, I think, whatever age you are with your friendships. In chapter one, fitting in, you ask an important question. Do you know how God sees you? How does God see you? One of the things that I think this chapter really looks at is just how does God see you? And he sees you as a beautiful creation. You know, there's so many billions of stars in the sky, but each one of those stars is named and God knows those stars and the billions of galaxies that are out there. And so God does see us as unique and individual. And sometimes we just kind of see ourselves as blending in like other, we just think we blend in with other people and we don't really stand out. And so just even the way that we would want to shine our light and let others see the beauty that that they carry. We would shine our light just as other people 
see that and they can then determine what is special about me? Like, how do I stand out? Because God's given each one of us just a special, you know, I guess just display of, of his beauty in us. Just like we don't always think about it, but there are aspects of us that God has uniquely given us. Like there might be somebody that has a dimple, me with red hair and Kaylin with red hair. There are ways that we stand out, but we have to be willing to let other people see us and not hide ourselves because anything that's hidden, of course, is not going to be able to shine and it's not going to be able to be seen. And so there's vulnerability, but we don't always have to try to fit in with other people. We want to be those people that stand out. Sometimes fitting in doesn't always look like us trying to fit into someone else's situation or someone else's friendship circle. It means let's stand out and let's invite people into where we are and not try to just fit in with where other people are. I look to God, just honestly ask him. And I think he would respond with that. You are exactly who I made you to be, who you are, what I had in design. I made you for a purpose and that you are not just somebody I forgot about. Because God never forgets about his children. He never, he treats you like royalty. I love that. (laughs) Now, when someone might fall into comparing, like say she sees a girl at school and she thinks, oh, is she prettier? She's more popular. How does one stop discouraging thoughts like that? I'd say that, again, you need to turn to God. You need to evaluate yourself before you evaluate others because if you're discouraging yourself then that's discouraging God because he's the one who created you to be who you are and those people also could be feeling insecure about themselves and honestly I personally just don't think being more pretty or popular honestly doesn't necessarily matter because you can't turn to people in this world to tell you that you're prettier or more popular, you need to turn to God for those things and ask him how he thinks of you because the opinions of people do not matter. It's more of God because he's the one who one day you'll have to turn to and ask for his judgment on what you did during your life. So say a friend is not accepting of you. Does it help to know that God has been rejected and Jesus has faced rejection when he was here on earth? We're going to encounter rejection. It is part of our friendships and that friendships will change over time. But God knows the friends who are right for us. Christ experienced so much rejection, and yet he did not let that keep him from the mission that God had called him to. And so if someone rejects us, it isn't that we aren't a good friend or shouldn't have good friends. That person wasn't the friend that we thought they were, maybe not the friend for us. And so we keep moving on until we continue to find a good friend. Yet we don't want to let that stop us from pursuing what God's called us to, which is friendships and relationships. A lot of people in Jesus's day ignored him or didn't respect him. And and just like maybe you were rejected by friends, they probably didn't even realize fully what they had done. And they may not realize that how much you bring to their life. People didn't really understand until after Jesus's death of what he came to earth to do. Sometimes people don't understand us and they might decide that we're not a good friend for them, or we might see somebody that we just don't align with anymore. But when that happens, we just need to remember that as Jesus faced rejection. So when a friend is 
rude. You write about Colossians 3.12 and about clothing ourselves with compassion, kindness, gentleness, and patience. How do you bring that in? You should bring it in the way that God would bring it in. There's many examples in the Bible of how there were people that would yell at him, scream at him, do awful things that he certainly did not deserve, and yet he still treated those people with compassion. He still had a heart for them, and it's sad to see that people will do that to you, but I think you need to treat them the way that you would have wanted them to have treated you, that it didn't go the way you wanted to, but that's okay because not everybody can be nice to you. And it's hard to know that, and it's hard to kind of accept that. But I think the one person that will always be nice to you is God. And if you look to him after you've been rejected, then you'll feel better about being kind to them and seeing how they did it because God will bless you for your actions and how you chose to handle that situation. In chapter 7, you write, as you grow more, and the identity God gives you, your confidence grows. And then you point out an example in the film Princess Diaries. And tell us about that. That was actually my favorite movie growing up. I really enjoyed that movie. And it honestly made me feel more confident as you're, you grow more in your di- identity. God gives you your confidence grows. I can use one of my own life examples. I've realized who I was seeing myself versus how God was seeing me. And I knew that he saw me as a person who could reach out to people and was really caring about people. And so I just tried to grow in that type of way. And I just saw how much I gained out of that experience, just seeing how when I bless others, he blesses me. And so I knew that I kept doing that and seeing that he really is so faithful and how he blesses us and what I might receive, he also received from me because he sees that I am willing to reach out to those and sacrifice what I need so others can be happy. I love that. How does knowing that we're God's masterpiece help us? I love the the verse, Ephesians 2.10, where, where he basically says that he has made us new and from an, our old life or the way that we have been in the past to, to now, that's that passage and that we are God's masterpiece, that he created us anew in Christ. And so we don't do the things that, you know, we used to do, but we have things that he has planned for us and we get to step into that. So knowing that God has created us as a masterpiece means that we've been transformed and we don't have to wait for something else to happen, for our looks to change or for us to, you know, have a certain friend or, or that God loves us just as we are. And that really does give us confidence to know who we are in Christ and then to be a good friend because it it is helpful when we aren't looking to other people to approve of us or to to say, hey, you know, there there's something about you that's not right. God's already made it clear that he has made us who we are. Sometimes when people would want to say to us that, oh, you don't look like me, or you're a little different, or you act different than us, then in a friend group like that, those are the strengths that really develop a friend group instead of a weakness. And so it's really just turning around our thoughts towards what are the things that God has said about us? And he says that he's made us a masterpiece and that he loves us. 
unconditionally. And so when we focus on that, rather than what people say, it can give us confidence, just as Kaylin was talking about with the way that the girl in the Princess Diaries gains confidence through that movie, throughout the end of the movie, she's really able to stand up to girls that are or the mean girls and not so nice girls. It gives us confidence when we realize how God's created us to be able to stand up to people that might feel or say something more negative to us. It's really interesting to see how um, this book is about friendships, but it's also about your relationship with God and how that's the most important part of the friendship to start with. Now, you just mentioned confidence. This quote, really love this quote. If someone doesn't like you because of the way you're beautiful, then they are struggling to appreciate how many different kinds of beauty there are. How does that help build good friendships? I think because we can see how we value each other's differences and how we can see that we may always we all look different, but yet we still have the same values and we still have the same things that we enjoy doing together. I think you can appreciate your friends more once you see that it's better when we're different and when we have different ways of being beautiful. Like I have some freckles and I I didn't try and embrace them. I honestly don't feel bad that I have them. And some other person might look at it and think, oh, man, she has so many freckles. I'd be so embarrassed if I had that. But that's them. That's fine if whatever they think. And so I think that when they have different values than me, and so I think that just shows that they should not be a good friend. And that if somebody looked at my freckles and it, hmm, I love her freckles. I think that she has been a really good job embracing them, then that's a good friend you want because they see the value in how you look and how you act. How do we tell the difference between good or not so good friends? I think one of the ways I tell the difference is how do they treat others behind their back? Are they saying nice things or are they just tearing them down without the person even knowing it? Because I've seen so many people act nice to a girl, but yet they just tear her down behind her back. And so I've realized that People don't want to stand up to people. They realize that it's, they think being more silent and doing things behind their back is easier than actually standing up and saying something. And that in the end is going to be worse than not saying anything at all. So I think that just shows that they're not going to be good because they're not going to be truthful to you. They're not going to want to be with you for who you are. They're not going to want to, they're going to try and want to change you. For who you are, they don't want you to be who you are because they think you should be different. They may not even, like you said, know that they're doing it, or they may not even know how to stop being like that mm -hmm. because they don't have that confidence in themselves. They may not know God even, yeah. but... I think that's true, you know, and it, it's hard sometimes to know, even if a person is believer in God, sometimes they don't necessarily act like it. So our job is even harder sometimes of being a good friend, even when you know that the person supposedly is a follower of Christ, but they're not acting like that. We, of course, we don't correct people, but we'll try to get a good indication of, as Kaylin said, like, how do their values reflect my values or do they? Or is this person drawing me closer to Christ or further away from him? because good friends will draw you to a closer relationship with Christ. And, and those that aren't seeking a relationship with Christ 
aren't the best influences. We are real discerning about the friends that we have in our lives because they will pull you into the direction that they're going and not always in a good direction. So we just want to be careful about what people are saying and doing and talking about and how that lines up with with who we are. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if they're going in a direction that you don't want to go, then you can step back from them. And then if they change directions later in life, maybe reconnect. I've had some friends like that over my life where I've had to let go and then come back. I know what you mean about a good friend because I recently had a good friend who follows Jesus and she was upset at me. I knew right away I should apologize because I didn't want her to be upset with me. And I knew it was my fault, really. But at the same time, I had that little voice saying to me, should she have gotten mad at you because she's your friend? And then I was like, no, she should have because she's sharpening me. She's helping me be a better friend, a better person. So when I responded in that way to her, she emailed me back, thank you for being so gracious. And our friendship could reconnect it. And so that's the most important thing to me, our friendship, not whether I was right or wrong, because I knew she was a person with integrity and goodness in her. And maybe reading your book helped me with that. <laughs> so, let's talk about walking away when a friendship isn't working. What should a girl do when she needs to leave an unhealthy friend group? I would say that you need to be very upfront with yourself and how you are going to handle that, first of all. Are you going to try and go up to them and explain why? Or are you just going to try and just be done and just leave them? It kind of depends on the situation. I would personally try and go up to them and ask them, what are your friendship values that you see in me? Or what do you value in life? What are you thinking for in the future? Like, do you believe in God? Do you see him as the most highest king? And... I think depending on their answer, you should just be like, well, I don't see us maybe being growing in this relationship. I know that you've been a very good friend to me, but I think it's going to be harder moving forward to be friends when I don't see the same values as you. I think it's so important to have the kind of skill that you're talking about instead of being afraid to be open with people or to be honest um, afraid of confrontation, it's a wonderful skill that um, you have and that you would be teaching other girls to have. How does looking at how Jesus treated others help us with friendships, especially when honoring others who are different from you? And how do we learn to be respectful? One of the things that I love about Jesus when he saw people was he saw deep into them, into their story. And he listened to them before he made a decision or before he spoke, he would ask powerful questions, but he would always ask people what they wanted, or he would get to know them before he healed them or brought them to where they needed to be. I love how that just speaks to us of like listening to other people and honoring them before we just give our opinion. And especially when someone who's different as Kaylin said earlier, God created us all differently and we're designed to be a friend group. So if, if everybody in a friend group were all the same, it would be a very plain friend group, right? Like we need the diversity. We need the way the differences really bind us together as friends. And that actually creates a really powerful friend group is that when there's differences, 
but learning to be respectful of people really takes some time of just learning that every person has value and that we can't just judge someone based on the fact that they don't look like us or they don't have the same interest as us, or they don't understand us when we talk about certain things. But respectfulness would say that even though you are different and we're different in, in our friendship group, but I respect you. And even if I don't agree with what you agree with, I can still respect you. I've you know seen Kaylin really do well with this is that when other girls have other values that become more important than friendships, maybe they're more interested in boys or they're more interested in what clothes they wear and what shoes they wear. It's hard to respect someone that puts those things above a friendship. And so we can still be respectful toward them, but it's like looking at other people's choices and say, are those the choices that I want to have? Because if I continue to hang out with that person, I'm probably going to start valuing the same things they value. So I think it comes down to how do we how do we show respect as Jesus did, but how do we also know the best path that we're supposed to take and how to treat people well, even if we don't agree with them 100%. What you said is important. If we know who we belong to, what our values are, then we can see that clearly and not let the need for a friend be more important than who we are in Christ, mm -hmm. because maybe some people, if they worry too much about that, they can compromise perhaps on their values or their integrity. This book is about friendship, but what is so beautiful about this book is it also shows that to truly have a good friendship, we need a relationship with God. And I love the story about building a foundation of faith how it's like a cookie recipe. I would say it's like a cookie recipe because you have the base, which is the butter, and the butter is pretty thick and strong. And so that just kind of shows that that's how God's relationship is going to be. He's going to be a very strong person to like have a relationship with. He's going to be there for when you need him. And then you have the sugar that just shows his like sweet love for you and how kind and generous he is with you and how gentle he is with everybody and all his children. And then you bake it together and then you just get this beautiful relationship that will last forever and for eternity. And is that the goal of authentic relationships? Friendships. Ones that can last a lifetime. Mm -hmm. It really is. I feel like that foundation of faith is so important in our relationships because that is the ingredient that really helps through all the changes and all the things that friends go through together. We have our ups and downs, but when the foundation of faith is there, we know that we have a faith that will persevere both personally and together, that our faith holds us together together. Just like all the ingredients in a cookie recipe hold that product together, all that final goodie that comes out. And, and it really is built on just the faith that when you put these ingredients together, that you develop something really beautiful. And that's the goal is to have these beautiful friendships in not just teen years, but also in adult years for people, for someone like myself as a mom that continues to want to have really great friendships um, throughout my life. Mm -hmm. In the Bible... Queen Esther risked her life for telling the king 
about our enemy, Haman. How do we look to Esther to see how she behaved and how can we be like her? And like, say, a friend questions our faith. How do you stand up for yourself? You can honestly ask them questions back like, well, how do you see yourself and how do you see your faith? Because if you don't see yourself with a strong foundation of faith, then you shouldn't be judging my strong foundation of faith because I know what my relationship should look like. And do you see these same values? Because if you're questioning my values, then you need to reevaluate your values. That's not how people should be treating your values because those are strong to you. And that's what's going to keep you going. For somebody to just come around and just knock it down is not how it's supposed to be. I think Esther, when she just was honest and she stood up, I think that's how you should respond. Okay, fine. Then that's what you see. It's fine with me. If you don't want to see have the same beliefs or values as me, then... I'll go find a different friend because I don't want to be around somebody who's going to be intoxicating or who's going to be unhealthy for me. What are some calm conversation starters that she can have with God to first help her to get to know him and his kingdom? We talk about this in the book. We talk about becoming part of God's family, which is really what God's kingdom is, is being a part of God's family. We believe it's first important to get to know God and be a part of his kingdom so that you can have the very best friends that he would have for you. Because if we just go out and try and find friends on our own, we might end up with friends that aren't God's best for us. So once we know who God is and what it looks like to be a part of his family and developing our relationship with God, it's really going to help us make good choices for friends. We have a section in the book called Becoming Part of God's Family. And in that, we do have some conversations that you can have with God. You could even say, God, thank you for your everlasting love. God, I pray that you would restore what was broken in my life is another example. And then sometimes you might even just say, God, thank you for what you have shown me in the Bible. Like I, I now want to pray that everything that I've learned that I'm going to live this out because you've showed me a lot. And then you know, God, that you can make me a new person, just like we were talking earlier about Ephesians 2.10. And God, I just pray that I can be made new in your love and that you'll forgive me for what I've done in the past. And so these are just some honest conversations that you can have with God. And just as you get to know him and he gets to hear you share, we get to know his heart and what he has for us in our friendships. I love that in the book, that Kaylin writes that she's actually had the opportunity to lead some of her girlfriends to Christ. And that must be so amazing, that feeling. Mm -hmm. It really was. I think that it just made me, it just filled my heart inside, just made me feel really happy that I just felt so overjoyed because it's really not an experience that you feel like you might have. Like some people think that it's going to be hard and that you know, it's not, some people think maybe it's not going to be worth it, but it truly is. It just feels like a really good feeling because I know that God just got a new warrior in his kingdom and that that person is now going to start defending the kingdom. It's so, so special. And then those friends will be lifers. Those will be <laughs> for your whole life. You will carry that together, which is so special to, to have that. Blythe? 
in your warrior chapter, you write that you love Wonder Woman. I do too. <laughs> so why, let's talk about why girls should be warriors. Girls should be warriors. We love heroes. We love the people that fight battles and come out with victory. And so the reason that we need to be warriors is because God has given us the ability to live this life with him. And if we don't embrace what he has given us as a warrior, we're going to find ourselves not knowing who we are or knowing where our place is. God uses several characters in the Bible who are warriors and they're a great model of what it really means to honor God, to put God above the influences of others, you know, what friends may be doing, but those actions might take you away from God. So being a warrior is really knowing your place in God and living your life for him because he is the one that designed you and he does have great plans for you, but we have to be willing to fight for our faith and fight for the good friends. Some of the words that we have in the book that talk about being a warrior is that we can say this over ourselves. We can say, I am strong as a believer in Christ, even when I feel weak, or I am loyal to God, even when I don't understand him or what's happening in my life. Or another one might be, my heart follows God, even when others don't, or God prepares me for when I face a battle. Like all of these are just warrior words that we can say over ourselves that we need to remember that God has built in us a warrior spirit that we don't have to lose battles. We we do get to be the victor because of the victory that Christ has won for us. So that's just important for us to remember that we are warriors. That's very powerful because it's not an area that we're often told to emanate that we're warriors, but it might explain why we like watching warriors and films or reading about warriors and that sort of thing in the Bible, all the warriors. I'm in Joshua right now, and they've just taken Jericho. It's that whole battle. And then also trusting God and listening to him and not going ahead of him. Do you journal to God? Yes, I do. I have a notebook. I've shared like a lot of hard stories from my past and how that's just made me a better person and how it's made me who I am and how I feel like I've been, I've gotten a little bit more humble about things because of the hard things that I went through. So good. Yeah. I haven't journaled as much lately, but I have in years past. And occasionally I will share something with me that I'll maybe end up writing about it as an article or a blog post that God's taught me something that feels like it's something for me to share. So I think it is helpful when we do that, especially when we can go back and look at how we were feeling and what God has shown us and where we are now with it. You guys both write together. We think longing for God for a lifetime is a great desire to have. He is after all the best friend you could follow. That's really beautiful. And has writing this book together deepened your faith? I would for sure agree, honestly. I think that I found a lot deeper messages that I wasn't seeing before. I think that I was really starting to like hear calls from God and see what I was supposed to do. And I think 
person, not only with my relationship with him, but I think with also my mom, because I just saw how much faith she had for this book and she had the same values that I wanted to see for this book. I think that seeing together, we know what's going to be right for these girls. I saw how much better this is going to be. And God anointed me for this book. He knew this was right. And going forward with the book, what is going on with the book? So we are connecting with girls who are reading the book in a life group. And we've been sharing with them and talking to them in a small group through our church. And we may broaden that out at some point to do an online group. We're excited that the book is out and that people are sharing with us their stories. If someone would like to get more information about the book, they could go to the website that we have, which is letsbefriendsbook.net. And there we do have some testimonials about the book and what other people have said about it. We just want to continue to pray and encourage moms and daughters who are walking through some difficult friendship struggles that you are not alone and that there are ways that God can show you more about yourself and, and you as a friend than sometimes we might expect, but that but God has such a good plan for you as a friend and how he's going to grow you. And perhaps you are going to be the one that's going to lead other girls to Christ and a friend group that you're going to lead that would not have happened had you not really understood your place as a friend and the way that God's designed you and how much he loves you. And so those are, those are our hopes and dreams for this book. I love that. And where can people find you? So people can find us on Facebook under Blythe Daniel or Kaylin Daniel author. And then we're both on Instagram, Blythe Daniel and Kaylin Daniel author. And so we would love to connect with people. If you have a picture of you and a friend, if you have, you know, something that you want to share that you saw in our book, we would love to see that or just want to reach out and connect and we'd be glad to hear from you. So thank you for, thank you for the thank opportunity. You. It has been so lovely to have you both on today. It's nice to read your book and to get to know you and to learn about you because it's not every day that there's a mother and daughter writing team. You're writing about friendships, but I think also there's that um, bond there mother-daughter friendship that is so important for, for young girls to see too. Because there can be sometimes strife or complications or struggles. The two of you have such a strong bond. And to be able to write a book about this too, and the work you're doing is really beautiful. I know that you are blessing many people and that God will use this book to bless many people. It's a really beautiful book. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just hope that this encourages people and that people feel encouraged by this and want to go out and make some new friends and feel that they are who exactly who they're supposed to be.